Bat, I pop a little demand, I pop a little Xantax into the every gun. Try to rap some Eminem lyrics, but forgot the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, um, for you to rap lyrics, the most important thing is remembering the lyrics that you're rapping, right? Not always. Sometimes I just mumble and I sound just like the artist. That's true. That's true. Have you ever watched an artist perform a freestyle and then later realize in the future that it's a song? It wasn't a freestyle. It wasn't a freestyle. (laughs) He made it seem like it was a freestyle. Yeah, I see it all the time. I mean, not that I'm watching videos like that, but I've witnessed that multiple times. Right. Which I always thought like, yo, like why, why do this? Shouldn't you have, you're an artist. Shouldn't you be prepared and have like a freestyle ready in case somebody wants to, you know, throw it at you? Or maybe that's the thing. They thought of it as a freestyle. They did it as a freestyle and they're like, oh, this goes so hard. I'm gonna make it into a song. Maybe that's why Eminem is so mad. Why? I don't get it. Because he's all about that. He's all about like coming up like from the cuff, you know, like he's all about that freestyle uh, era where people were just like, like bashing on each other through lyrics, through rhymes. That's because he started off as a battle rapper. So I feel like you automatically have that sort of amosity, that energy that you bring. Yeah, but I feel like he expects that from rap. What do you mean? He expects rappers to know how to freestyle. I don't think he expects that. I think so. It's kind of like you being a basketball player and you expect another basketball player to be good at shooting threes. Yeah, but that's a... uh, It is, though. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but I feel like... I mean, so I, I, I'm sure certain people in the NBA do consider that as like part of the job. Like you got to practice your threes as well, not just dunking and ollie ooping and shit. Yeah, sure. But there's like there's so many different aspects of basketball, just like music and rapping. There's so many different aspects. You could be good at creating flows. You could be good at freestyling. You could be good at melodies. You could be good at this, that, your bars, your delivery. You know, so I don't think just because you're a rapper necessarily makes you good at being a good freestyler. So why do you think Eminem is always mad? I just think that that's what he realized that people resonate with his emotion, because I feel like anger is one of the easiest emotions for you to read. Like, it's easy to tell if somebody's angry. As so you're saying he's doing it like on purpose, he's not just like actually being mad yeah i definitely think it's on purpose i think it's his character i mean but his lyrics kind of represent something though it's not like he's just mad to be mad he's mad at something i mean yeah but describing it through lyrics a hundred percent but a lot of the times his lyrics aren't necessarily He's just saying like some vulgar shit, some crazy shit about killing people or going through with a murder or some shit like that. But look at uh, what's his name? YN something Melly. I got murder. On- I don't think that's it. <laughs> the guy that's saying I got murder on my mind. He's yeah. he's basically singing a melody talking about murder, but he's singing about it. 
you know? So, but he actually did commit murder, though, right? Yo, do you actually know about that story or no? Like, didn't he commit murder and actually, like, rapped about the whole thing and made a song about it? Yeah, basically. So, it was... I forgot how many people altogether, but I believe it was him and three other friends that were like extremely close and they kind of came up together. And he's in jail right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Prison, I think. For that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if he's been uh, sentenced to prison yet. I think he's still in jail. Um, But so apparently, allegedly, because they all came up together, he would pay them. You know, like, these are my boys. I'm going to pay my boys. They're going to stay with me, this and that. And apparently they were becoming too expensive or they were kind of trying to take certain chunks of certain pies that he had that he was like he wasn't cool with. So he set up his friends to get murdered by him and his other boy. So two of his boys were sitting in the back seat and him and his other boy were in the front seat. And they set him up shot and killed them in the back of their car and then drove to the hospital and said that they got hit with a drive-by wait so these are the guys that he was paying yes his his friends so it's him and three friends Uh uh-huh want him and one of his friends set up the other two guys so why didn't he just kill all three of them versus like just two of them. I don't know. I don't know like the details of the story of all that stuff, but that's what ended up happening. And couldn't he just cut them off? I don't know, dude. I don't know if they were on some gang shit. I don't know how all that stuff works. But maybe they knew a lot of stuff about him. Maybe they knew the way that he moved, maybe certain illegal things that he did. And I guess he didn't want any of that out. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I, stupid. Stupid of him to do. But, um, Yeah, basically what he was saying didn't match up with what the police found, like the evidence the police found. First off, they said that as soon as they got shot, they went directly to the hospital. And that wasn't true because they had surveillance footage from um, streetlights that their car was like driving around for like 20, 30 minutes before they went to the hospital. Also, the way that the bullet shots had came in it didn't make any sense to they them saying that they got hit with a drive-by from a particular side. You know, the way that the bullets hit the bodies and stuff like that, it just didn't make sense. So, yeah, there's all that that's going on. But that is insane for you to create a song after literally cold-blooded killing your close friends. That would be like me setting you up and killing you and just trying to take a... <laughs> Wait, so he talked about it in the song about killing his friends? He didn't talk about killing his friends, but he talked about murder on my mind. And then he kind of, in the music video, he kind of showed like the scenario where he's like holding a body, which was like his friends, symbolizing his friends. I don't know, it it was just Mm -hmm. a whole messy situation, honestly. And these guys died that got shot? Yeah, yeah, they're dead. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy crap, dude. That's insane. I feel like a lot of like rappers now, like they associate themselves or like get themselves in trouble just for attention, but then it just ends up haunting them down the line. Yep. Cuz they like it's pretty much selling your soul. Yeah. In a way. 
you're doing something that you don't necessarily want to do just for attention. And then it comes and bites you in the ass later on. Yeah. It's funny. The other night I had a nightmare that me, you, and I forgot who the third person was, but we were all robbing a bank here in Glendale, California. And we successfully robbed the bank. And afterwards, we were kind of like laying low for a couple of days, but the cops were starting to close in on us. And I just, I woke up just like with so much anxiety. I was like, oh my God, like what the, because you know those dreams that I feel so real, you wake up, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I literally woke up like that, like thinking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are the cops coming? (laughs) I was like, that's insane. Yo, that's crazy because my girl actually had a nightmare this week, this past week. And it was with us two and then the third guy as well. Were we robbing a bank? No, we weren't robbing a bank, but it was so weird. Like the, the, the way she described the story, which was like us holding them hostages, like her and her friends hostages. So crazy. Like, and I was like the, the ringleader or some shit. <laughs> Where, where like we would just like torture them and and like even you like whenever they try to run away you had this weapon with the hook on it and a fucking chain and you would like literally throw it at them and drag them in. It's insane like the details that she went into, but fucking nuts. Yo, your girl needs to stop watching like Crime Stoppers or CSI <laughs> or whatever that shit is. Oh man, it's funny because like. I, I bro, I barely have nightmares. Really? Barely, barely, bro. I can't recall like the last one I've had. Dude, I had a, I have a lot of nightmares, a lot. Like I wake up a lot throughout the night, like confused. You wake up in the middle of the night because of a nightmare? Yeah, all the time, all the time. Holy shit! All the fucking time. Damn, bro, that's crazy. That, that- happens to my girl too, and. I just don't understand, like, fuck, like, what is it? Why Why is that happening? I don't know. And sometimes it makes, like, no sense. Like, that night that I had the, the bank robbery dream, bro, I literally went to sleep after that, woke up with another nightmare. So, on the same night, I woke up twice with two different nightmares. I forgot what the other nightmare was, but I remembered at the time. Jeez, bro. Mm-hmm. And you don't even watch that much, like, horror or thriller or anything like that, do you? I mean, because I feel like that would kind of contribute to it. I mean, yeah, no, not really. Like, I just watched like different stuff, I guess. But yeah, no, not necessarily. Do you feel like you would have a, a like a pretty bad trip if you did ayahuasca or like DMT? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people really do have a bad trip, and like that changes them forever. Right. Yeah. See, that's kind of like. I've talked to a lot of people that did that and they always say like, you know, like it's it's life changing in a good way, even though it could be super terrifying at the time. I don't know. I don't know if like I'm all with that, because what if it just you wouldn't do it? I'm 50 50 on that. Like, I don't know if I would or not, because what if it changes your life and it impacts it in almost like a negative way? You're almost like. You're anxious for the rest of your life. You have some sort of anxiety or 
you're always looking over your shoulder because you've seen some crazy shit within that trip that just changed how your brain functions. Yeah. Like it could be like a traumatic experience, you know? Could be. But I hear most of the time is like, it's just revealing. Like you just see things from a different perspective. Right. I think I would do it. I don't know about like ayahuasca though, because ayahuasca, you do a lot of throwing up. Right. And I, I'm not a big fan of throwing up, but I mean, maybe I'll do it just for the experience. You know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not against it, but I don't know. It, every, the, the stars have to be aligned. Everything has to be right for me to really do it. Do you feel like you have a guilty conscience? What do you mean by, like, I'm, like, guilty of something and I, like, beat myself up over it? Well, yeah, I mean, just, like, because I feel like, in a way, people that have bad trips somewhat have a guilty conscience, no? I don't know. Like, something that's kind of in the back of your mind and you haven't really addressed it publicly or talked about it with people and maybe, like, you know, with some psychedelics of some sort kind of gets you to kind of confront yourself about it i mean yeah but i also feel like um people also have traumatic experiences throughout their lives and those things could get amplified i don't think it's necessarily about feeling guilty about it i think it's just like something that you kind of just try to forget right like me having a fear of spiders right you probably got had a bad trip I would see spiders everywhere. Yeah, maybe. Especially when it's like something psychedelic. Yeah. Where like it's visually represented. Can you imagine that? You start freaking out, smacking everybody, thinking they're spiders. Fuck. That's insane. See, and that's like, that's another crazy shit too. Like if I were to ever do that, like, I would definitely want to do it with a friend, but I would also need somebody there to, like, take care of... Yeah, someone sober. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But damn, that person, that person's job would suck to just, like, keep a lookout and I mean, yes supervise. and no, because I'm sure that that person has done ayahuasca before, and they know how it feels. Mm. So they know how to, like, treat the person right exactly yeah maybe dmt maybe dmt would be better to try because it doesn't last as long yeah but i'd kind of want ayahuasca to be honest with you that shit lasts for hours does it i think so are you sure yeah Bro, it's like a whole day, I think, of just throwing up. Nah. You nah. never looked into it? Yeah. I, it seems like you never looked into it. No, I was talking to a girl that was very big into that stuff. Really? Yeah. And she not, didn't mention throwing up? Yeah, she did, but not the whole day. And the trip isn't the whole day either. You're just like sensitive. Is, You're just like very sensitive throughout that day. You gotta search that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's some interesting stuff, but they did it with like a, I think it's called it. A, is it a chakra? Isn't that the things in your body? 
I don't know. The the crown and I don't know. I don't know shit about this. It's it's with a person. I don't want to say shaman because that's the goddamn toilet paper brand. But shaman, right? Shaman, shaman. shaman. That's what it is. Yeah. So like she had a shaman and everything, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I think you kind of need one. You don't need it, but I think it's. I would probably want to have one <laughs> right it, it's more of when a spiritual thing that's why though yeah yeah true yeah i watch uh this show called billions and the the first episode of the season five of season five i think it was uh the the one of the billionaires does it and he just like see things a lot clearer after he uh gets out right so it made it made me kind of curious to like want to even consider it, you know? Right. Yeah, you saw it on a show. Now you want to fucking do it. Oh, this guy's a billionaire. I could do it too. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I understand. You know, influence, man. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know? What's the biggest risk that you've taken? Not talking about life-threatening like in your life in your work life biggest risk in my work life you said yeah You got all the time, don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit this pause out. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't take much risks. Oh no. Is that a bad thing? That could definitely be a bad thing. Fuck. I really don't know what is the biggest risk. Like, I, I don't remember a time where I, like, did something. I was like, fuck, this might end me. Or, I mean, not that it might necessarily end you, but you could just take a large financial loss. You could be missing out on some other opportunity that you had probably at the same time. So you decided to go with plan B instead of A. Right. Hmm. Shit, man. I think just in what we do is already a risk in itself. Like being a filmmaker, a content creator is a risk because you're already giving up the the safety net of a nine to five guaranteed salary so that you can. I mean, I did that. Right, right. I did give up a nine to five salary. To kind of commit to this whole thing. Right. In the beginning. 100%. But I don't know if that's the riskiest thing because I was so young and. I don't know. It's not something that was like. That put my my career on the line because I didn't have a career, you know. What about you? Moving to Cali? 
Yeah, I'd say moving to LA was my biggest risk. Even though I never felt it as a risk, like I I felt pretty secure about what I was doing. It still could have backfired on me, especially because I moved out here in August of 2019 and then the pandemic happened in March. But, you know, luckily before I moved out here, I had came here multiple times and stayed with you. So I already had a pretty good foundation out here in LA before moving here. Yeah. But still, you know, I was now living pretty far away from home. I've lived far from home before, but not across the country. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, me moving to Cali was a risk, but it wasn't a risk that, like, I'll be out in the street, you know? Because right. I, I do have family out there, so it's a little less risky. Yeah. Oh, I, I can think of one. Getting a studio mm-hmm. in South Florida, that was a big-ass risk. And me and Larry, our friend Larry, didn't know how the fuck we were going to pay for the for the rent in that place. Yeah. I remember a lot of and times like, scrapping for money at the very end of the month. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but like a lot of times the power went out because we didn't pay the, the fucking power bill. And we're like, God damn, what the hell? What do we do? And it's crazy because, like, when we got that studio, we thought there was going to be a bunch of people, con- like, contributing to it. But it ended up just being me and him. So we kind of had to take responsibilities for ourselves. And yeah. that prevented us from, like, doing a lot of stuff because we just had to, like, do things that we didn't want to do because we had to pay those bills. Right. So that was definitely a risk. And our name was on the on the lease as well so that could have definitely affected our credit if we if we never paid it you know mm-hmm. so i'll probably say that it was a definitely a, a pretty big risk yeah i would but yeah like you said it's it's necessary for you to take risks yeah in this i think so field i think you grow the most when you take the risks fuck yeah Definitely. We learned so much by managing a studio and Mm -hmm. seeing what needs to be done in order to do it. You know, I would also argue that one of your biggest risks was moving out there to Delaware, where it's like you kind of strip yourself out of all your uh, connections, per se, because you don't necessarily have any connections out there. And it's just like, all right, what can I do here by myself? Right. Yeah. That is a risk now that I'm thinking about it. But it's crazy because like a lot of people would look at that as like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't look at as a as a risk, but more of like if this doesn't work out, it's just a learning lesson. You know, it's not going to ruin me. I feel like it's not it's not like if things don't work out here, I'm going to be out in the streets. You know, I can always go back to where I came. Right. So it's just like, it's whatever, man. To me, it's just like, just do what you want, you know? No, yeah. And you can always go back to the things you were doing before, right. I think. No, I agree. That's that's kind of how I felt about moving to L.A. It's like, all right, if it doesn't work out here, guess what? I'll just move back to South Florida and just continue doing the same shit I was doing before. Yeah, you know? until you are ready to make the move. Right. But yeah, definitely was a risk, especially like, like you said, like 
not having any connections out here and also like not even doing skits anymore, which was something that was kind of funding me full time and just like dropping everything aside and deciding to just do fucking vlogs on YouTube, you know, something that doesn't even pay me. Yeah. So it definitely was a risk to to come out here, but I don't look at it at it that way. I just look at it as like something I want to do and and if I don't like it, I'm just going to change it, you know, and go back to what I was doing before or change it to something else. Right. You know. Could you see yourself not creating content and working in another field? No. I'm not good at anything else besides this. Sometimes I feel fucking, what's the R word? (laughs) I can't say the R word, but I feel like sometimes I feel very slow compared to everyone else in other fields. What do you mean? Just as far as like skill sets? Yeah. Even like doing math. I'm not good at math. I fucking ask Siri to do math for me. You know, like remembering shit I'm, I'm horrible at remembering shit i can do something like right now or read something right now and then like well tomorrow completely forget what the fuck i just read right you know but that's because like my focus is not there my focus is just purely creative i think no oh, yeah also you know this whole content creation stuff as far as like memory Sure, at least if you're doing skits, you might have that short-term memory where you got to remember some lines to cramp up in the next hour or two, and then boom, you completely forget everything. But uh, for the most part, it's like you're so concentrated on that one project for a couple of days. Once the project's done, you completely forget about that shit. Yeah. Just this week, I was sitting down, and I was just going through old videos that we created, and I was just watching some skits, and I was like... Bro, we're fucking good at this shit. Like, we make some good content, not to toot our own horns, but I'm like, yo, we've made some legendary, funny-ass skits where I'm sitting there and I'm dying at my own shit. I'm like, yo, this Mm -hmm. this is hilarious. Um, Especially if you haven't seen it, like, in a long time. Right, right. But it, it just goes back to, like, you're so concentrated on that content, and then once you drop it, you might look at it for a couple of days or a week or two. And then after that, you just completely forget about that shit. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, bro. Like even right now, like I don't go back to my fucking skits and watch them, you know? Yeah. I feel like once I'm like, I watched that shit like at least 300 times when I'm creating it. But once it's out, I'm like, okay, never again. I'm so fucking tired of seeing this shit. Yeah. Same with vlogs too. I haven't even gone back to older vlogs that I've created to, like, just watch it, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I feel like once I'm done with something, I just put it to the past and yeah. on to the next one. It's crazy because there's a lot of industries that are like that. Like, I would also argue that the sports industry is very much like that. It's never about what you did in the past. It's about what you're currently doing right now. Yeah. And then once, like, if you have a game that you're playing today... Tomorrow, that game doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is that you either won or lost. Same with music artists. Yeah. It's not about the hits that they put out. It's about the hits that they're putting out now. Right. Well, but I would argue with music, sure, that content and um, 
movies and things like that could be timeless, but I think music is even more timeless than great movies because for you to sit down and watch a great movie or a great piece of content is going to take you a couple of minutes and you have to kind of have your undivided attention where you're listening and seeing the the video but with music it could just be a feeling it could be a vibe you could just be listening to it you could play it at a fucking you could be in hawaii you could play that same shit walking down the street in the suburbs or whatever the case may be so i think yeah. music has more of that timeless element towards it but i definitely agree with you if you don't continue putting out hits as an artist you become irrelevant they just remember yeah. oh that guy that did that one song well yeah especially in the hip-hop world i think because i feel like rock pop and all that stuff those those type of music live for a long time but i feel like in the hip-hop world like they need to be relevant for for you to like do shows and all that stuff well i i'd say yes because it's so it it's usually the artists that aren't um uh, what's the word i'm looking for they're not progressing the music like the hip-hop music you're only going to really listen to certain artists from a couple of years ago because they just sound so different than everybody else if there's an artist that kind of sounds like everybody their songs is harder for for their songs to become timeless like a logic for example sure logic okay. has has great songs but he just sounds like a mashup of so many artists like a J. Cole, a Drake, uh, a Kendrick Lamar. I mean, sure, nowadays he's so big that he's he's very well known for his for the way that he raps. You can definitely tell, oh, okay, this is logic on this uh, on this song. But I also think that artists like a uh, Travis Scott, for example, he sounds so different than everybody else that his music could be has a higher chance of being timeless. Like you could listen to that same song years later as opposed to like a, like a little baby, for example, there's right. most of the songs that he creates sounds like a lot of the other songs that he created. Even Drake nowadays. I feel like Drake sounds like the same Drake for the past. Look. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, nice <laughs> testicles. Sorry. I'm switching my batteries because my battery fucking died, but keep talking. Um, like Drake for the past five years or so, even longer, probably like the last couple of albums, he's kind of been sounding the same. So I don't feel like he's done something to progress his music. Not that it's bad music. It's still great music, but I don't think it's yeah. like timeless music. I don't think it's an album that somebody's going to go back to and be like, oh, OK, I, it feels when I listen to this album, it feels like I'm in this era. You know, like when you listen to uh, My Dark, My Dark, My beautiful, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes, by Kanye West. I feel like I'm in the 2010s, like early 2010s around that era, you know. So I just think that specific artists are able to push that feeling because they don't sound like everybody else. Yeah. And they're constantly evolving because if if you're getting the same version of that artist for the last decade or two, then oh, you kind of forget about them. It's like Rick Ross, for example. Rick Ross has been sounding the same for the past two decades. And I fucking you know me. I fucking love Rick Ross. Yeah. But I and like even like uh, Fetty Wap. He came out the same time as uh, Post Malone. Pretty much. 
same same time period. But Post right now is putting hits upon hits because his style is completely changing. Like yeah. the music he's putting out now is completely different than Y Iverson. Right. But Fetty Wap, on the other hand, kind of kept on the same style. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It does it does depend on the artist to evolve and in order to like be relevant. But there are certain things, certain like pieces of work that will live forever. You know, right. even with like Bob Marley and Bee Gees and Beatles and you know, p- these people, like their music is still going to be played 100 years from now, I think. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. I guess that's the key, huh? Is creating timeless material. But I, I do think that music does uh, facilitate that more than movies. Because right now, if I watch an old ass movie, like most of the time, I'm paying attention to like how shitty it's shot. <laughs> right. You know how shitty the quality is right. versus like the storyline or whatever. So I I do feel like it's a little bit more difficult when it comes to movies. Versus music. Because yeah. even if it sounds old, like it still sounds good. Yeah. No, I agree. It has that nostalgic feeling to it. Yeah. But with movies, it's a little bit different because the technology is so good nowadays, especially when it comes to like CGI and special effects, mm-hmm. that when you look at old movies with CGI and special effects and it just doesn't look right, it already takes you away from, from the moment. Yeah, which is part of the reason why I even I haven't gotten into like Star Wars, mm-hmm. but you 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 told me that they remastered the, the the VFX and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what's considering me. Like that's what's making me consider watching it. Right, and because I, of the remastered versions, and even still, like I would still say that even though it's been remastered, you can't compare it to a Star Wars that drops last year. Or this year, or whatever the case may be, but it's still no. compared to the original is a thousand times better. Right. No, I bet. Because that shit came out when the seventies, eighties. I think it was the seventies. I'm not sure. I forgot. That's old. Mm-hmm. That's forty years old, right there. It's crazy how Lucas George Lucas literally created Star Wars. And he became a billionaire just off creating that right there. Ain't that something? He created literally an entire world, like an entire universe. Yeah. Bro, I find it like not on to be on George Lucas's level, but I find it mind blowing that old skits that I made like when I first started back in like three, four years ago, I'm still getting paid for. Yeah. I'm like, what? I feel like it's cheating. <laughs> like, like I'm not like it's, it's just people watch it and you get compensated for it because you're the creator. Yeah, I think it's pretty mind blowing that we can get paid like that for old content. It just comes to show how important it is to really just work on yourself and be able to put out what you want to put out, whether it's music, whether it's um, like art, whether it's content. Whatever the thing is, as long as you keep chipping away at it, eventually it's going to pay off. Especially because 
in the beginning, it's hard for things to pay off because you don't have a portfolio. So yeah. if I log on to your page and I saw this dope ass video that you created, but you don't have anything else on your page, it's like, all right, maybe he's just that one off guy. Just like you see thousands of people throughout history create one dope song and then they're gone. Like Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts. That's all he created. He's had other songs, but right. nobody cares about them. Yeah. So when you have that portfolio and people could log in and they can sit there and watch like 20 minutes of different videos that you created, I think now you start reaping those benefits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in the beginning, you don't you don't even expect like to get paid. Like, I don't know, like when I first started putting out skits, I wasn't getting paid, you know, at all. Even people like doing Vine, they weren't getting paid for that shit until like years later when there was ways of monetizing it. Once you did have a following, then you're able to monetize. Yeah. You know, they weren't getting paid directly, but they were indirectly getting paid because because like brand deals with brand deals with. Um, but I'm talking about like just the materials that they're putting out. for Right. Free, like monetizing you know? on the actual content. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, for sure. But I think there's always a way to profit off of having eyeballs on you. Whether if yeah. it's not monetizing, there's different ways that you could go about it. For sure. But there was no model, like especially for vines back in the days for you to comp like get compensated until like they put made a compilation and put it out on YouTube, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Then they're able to like actually monetize because the watch time and the pre-roll ads would actually compensate them for it. Right. And I think it's also great that like there's new platforms, maybe even like the same platforms with some new features that are paying you, you know, so then like that's another opportunity to make money off of old content. Yeah. Like Instagram Reels, for example, you know, like you can post a bunch of old material that you already made and put it on there right now and actually get paid from with with the bonuses and yep. stuff. Yeah. You know, not every creator is getting that, but like once you do happen to get that or even get a new feature, new way to monetize, that's a whole different way of getting compensated for older work. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're super blessed to be in this position. Yeah, Honestly. I mean we're we're blessed to have a big catalog. Right. And it's not even that big. It's really You not. know? Imagine but, the people that have thousands of videos. Yeah. Well, that's cuz, you know, for the most part our videos take a little bit more to produce. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like it's more about the idea, like the original idea that that's why it made it so cuz like you could have a thousand ideas but they could all be shit, you know, and they don't compensate you in any way. But the fact that they were like originals and they, they, they resonated with people and they related to people, that's what made us get compensated for it and reach more people. I'm also like 50 50 on that because you've also seen those creators that have a thousand bad ideas, but they put out those thousand bad ideas in a span of like three, four months and they just get traction because they've been putting out so much ideas the algorithm picks it up or whatever the case may be they have that one-off video that people resonate with you know yeah but that's also subjective like 
Because even like the fact that something is good is subjective, you right? Because the audience gets to decide that, even though it's shit, right? Like it could be good. To me, for example, I'm sure you've seen that guy. I he's African, but he lives in Italy, and he does that one joke where he kind of like shows people how yeah. easy it actually is. Then he just goes, yeah. Yeah. Like when I, I forgot f- his name. Me too. I forgot his name, but I know who you're talking about. He's like huge on TikTok, right? Ma- TikTok on everything, bro. He's fucking massive. Like massive. Yeah. He's one of the biggest creators right now. Yeah. It the helps world. the fact that he doesn't talk either. He doesn't say anything. So and he like actually anybody watching his shit can understand. Right, right. And it's funny because he literally went against what was trending at the time because what was kind of trending is people showing like these creative ways of doing something and then he kind of breaks it down and shows you how stupid it is like this is how you can just actually do it but after watching like four or five of his videos i'm like okay like i already know what to expect it's not really that funny but that's subjective to me because the rest of the world thinks differently this man is literally everywhere he's fucking huge right you know? Yeah, things are definitely subjective because I'm, I'm I I get comments sometimes on Facebooks of like people just bashing on my videos, just saying how shitty it is. But yet there's so many other people who actually actually like it, you know, yeah. so it's like to me, it's just like whatever. It's your opinion. <laughs> well, other people like it. And same same way with me. Like, I don't like a lot of stuff that other people like, Yeah, you know, and I like stuff that other people don't like. So. It's everyone has an opinion. Yeah. No, and if sure. you're a content creator and you understand that, then you're going to have a much easier time, like accepting like hate comments and stuff, you know? Right. Because a lot of people definitely get into that and like let that stop them. Right. Which is bad because like, fuck, who cares about what people say? Yeah. Like, you think it's good? Then put that shit. Then put that shit out there. I used to definitely respond to some people when they would write like something just trying to be slick and hateful i'm like bro like yeah you took five seconds to comment something negative why don't you just use those five seconds to fucking lead a better life instead of coming to comment on some random creator's videos i remember uh one comment this just popped up in my mind uh i did a video with bro there's a whole fucking like thing happening outside jesus christ Cars really? honking, sirens. I don't hear it, but I'm sure once I view this back. Fucking A. But um, I remember when I did a cheese video with Adam where right. the whole gist of it was uh, tell me when to stop. When somebody's putting cheese on your plate, you just say tell me when to stop. And I never tell them to stop. I remember people commented like, oh, like wow look at you just wasting fucking food there's people starving in the world and shit like that i'm like all right so how about instead of using your time to hate on this video and comment this why don't you use that same time to go help those starving people and like just trying to like put it piece it together and also at the same time i'm like bro like you know how much food goes to waste regardless if i didn't buy this cheese and they didn't sell in time it was gonna get thrown out right I don't know. Yeah, and it, it could also spoil in people's fridge. Yeah. So it's still going to waste. 
still going. But I, I, I've noticed that, like, anything related to food, like, because uh, when we did um, the Real Men skit, I don't, I forgot which part it was, but the one that I sniff, like, uh, coffee powder. Or, co- is it coffee powder? I think it was. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like, they said that that was a waste just because I did that. That's and like coffee. threw the coffee powder on myself and they oh, said yeah, like you're wasting was. you're wasting coffee like what i get it but like it's coffee <laughs> yeah people, it's not like it's helping people in africa you know yeah i don't know people people are very opinionated at times that's why like the internet is awesome but you can't take that shit serious like i no nah, you can't take any of it serious i used to get upset with some comments and stuff like that like nowadays if i see a comment i'll just scroll through it i'm if i have the time i might respond something slick like i try to always be slick with like my response yeah right and then there there will be like a random day out of the year or every two years where somebody says something and I'm just having a bad day and it just triggers me the wrong way. (laughs) And I will individually message them and tell them to go fuck themselves. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I just block them. No, yeah, I've done that too. I do that too. Like if it's bad enough where this dude is like not even giving me a, like a productive critique. He's just saying, shut the fuck up or some shit. Then I'm like, bro, you don't need to be here right now. Right. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to even follow me if you're just saying some shit like that. So let me just block you and make your life easier. Right. By not seeing my shit anymore. Yeah. I definitely, I have a lot of people blocked, especially on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, it's where I do most of the blocking because... I don't get that much hate on Instagram, but Facebook, there's all types of people on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Internet hate. I don't think we're ever going to get away from it. And the more successful we are, the more we're going to receive it. Yeah. Because right now, I think people still consider us to be somewhat underrated. So that's why there's people like really supporting. But once we reach a point where we're getting lots of views and we're becoming really successful. Then that's when the real haters are going to start showing up for sure. Cause they're going to bring, they're going to want to try to bring you down. There are, do you have like some specific fans that I'm sure you do that? They always hit you up, always comment on your stuff. And like, yeah, I kind of have them saved. For the day that we really do get really big, I want to be able to go like see them, like have uh, lunch with them, like spend some time yeah. with them from supporting since the beginning. You know, fuck yeah, that would be so cool. I would love to like just fly someone out for some stuff and like you know hang out with them for a day and just get to know them too. I feel like that would be so cool. Yeah, I would love to do that too. That's definitely and like maybe give some do some giveaways or something too, you know? Right. Like well, if, especially if you see the person struggling with some, you know, bills that they want to pay and I can help them financially right. even or if they want to start, you know, creating content, I can give them a camera or a laptop. That would be yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd love to do that for the fans, especially the ones that have been around for a while. Yeah. I think that's cool as hell. Did you see the updates on the whole Alec Baldwin thing? 
Mm, all I know is that it was a live round that killed the DP. Bro, there was like five other live rounds in that gun. Damn, so every shot that he would have took was a live like, round. Took someone out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And apparently, the day before, the crew went shooting with that gun. Mm. So that's probably why that it was in there in the first place. Bro, how did nobody check that gun before? I don't know. But it was a small crew, and those most of those crew members were getting mistreated. So I feel like they just didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, but fuck, dude. Not giving a fuck cost somebody's life. Yeah, it did cost someone's life. That shit is wild. Or what did about... you, uh... Go ahead. I was going to ask you about the... If you saw the World concert, like how some people died. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like 11 people that died? I thought it was eight. But I don't know. I guess. Something like that. I don't know. But I hear so many, like... I heard so many, like stories of how demonic that whole place was <laughs> i don't oh, know nah. what it is about it but it just felt like people were in hell the way they talked about it yeah there. i don't know i don't know i don't want to jump into like conspiracies here yeah but um i don't know that shit could have been some type of fucking sacrifice for something else or something i don't know whoa damn that's heavy I mean, you never fucking know, bro. I don't, I don't uh, count out anything. Right. No, because there was times where Travis like ended up stopping the show to like help some people out, but there was footage of him like literally looking at the person passed out and still performing. No way, I didn't see that. Yeah, like like literally staring at the person like as he was just like performing. Looking at the person passed out, getting like dragged above people and stuff. It was like insane to like Fuck. just witness that. Yeah, Damn, but bro. it's it must be pretty insane though, like to be in that environment and not be able to like get out of it. Well, yeah, you're like if you're up front and everybody's like doing mosh pits and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's why I'm not with the shits, bro. Like when when it comes to like mosh pits and all that stuff. I'm staying far as fuck from that shit because uh, I'm sure a lot of those people died from probably being on drugs and then um, hyperventilating, being too fucking hot, being uh, um, fuck, yeah. stomped on because of these mosh pits, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's Bruh, like. It's insane. Like, I would. Because, like, somehow the, the back crowd started pushing the front crowd, and that's when, like, bad shit started happening because like everybody in the front started getting crammed up right and a lot of people started passing out bro and you know definitely getting stomped on because some people collapsed on the floor and people didn't give a fuck people were just so like hyped up with that concert but i saw also some crazy footage of people going up like by the camera crew or the the light crew and like telling them to stop the show and they would just like not listen to them because like people were passed out and like none of them were doing shit about it damn i think he's gonna he's definitely gonna get a lawsuit on this shit i don't know i think so 
but pretty crazy that people died in his concert. Makes yeah. me not want to go to a Travis con uh, Travis Scott concert, or at least sit in the front row of a Travis Scott concert. <laughs> yeah, maybe just like stick to the VIP section or something. Right. Ah, you got money, huh? You gonna go straight to the VIP section? I'll, I'll be in the nosebleeds out in the back. <laughs> Bro, honestly, like I don't want to be in the fucking crowd like that. No, me neither. I've never wanted to be in a crowd like that. Yeah, exactly. So fuck that. Definitely don't want to be in that environment. But it is cool going to concerts, but I just don't want to be in that type of environment. Right. Where I'm in, like in the middle of a bunch of people. Yeah, same. Fuck Did you hear about the Barstools founder? No. Dave Portnoy. The guy that reviews pizza? No. Barstools is like a, a network of... It's almost like House of Highlights. You probably don't even know what that is either. Don't they have like podcasts and stuff? Yeah, they, they have podcasts as well. But the guy it, reviews pizza, right? The founder. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, if he does. I've never seen that content specifically. But yeah, his what about name him? is Dave Port Portnoy, Portnay Portnoy. Yeah, no, nah, he just got hit with a whole bunch of sexual assaults and stuff like that. Um, really, just some crazy stories of how he would get girls that are like on the cusp of just turning eighteen, like eighteen, nineteen, and damn, he would like yeah, it is this guy. I'm seeing his Instagram right now. Yeah. He reviews a bunch of pizza. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know. But, yeah, apparently he would, like, have some, like, crazy uh, just sexual acts with these girls. Like, there's this girl that apparently told he him. He looks like that type. And he's, like, mid-40s. But there's this girl that was, like, 19, I think. She told him, like, oh, one of my fantasies is to, like, be raped. I've had a girl tell me that before. And I was like, you're not the one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not the Whoa. one to do that for you. <laughs> Sorry. Bro, that, that just sounds terrible. Like, what? There's you have a weird ass kinks out there. You have a fantasy of being raped. And then now look what happens. He fulfilled that fantasy where he was like extra rough with her and whatever the case may be. And now she's saying like, oh, like he, he assaulted me and shit like that, you know? So she's the one pressing charges? Yeah. After asking to get raped? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, the, I, I mean I'm mean, i not going to side with one or the other. Um, there are more girls. There's like multiple girls that came out and said things like that. About him? Yeah. Hmm. Damn. But. Damn, it just feels like a fucking trap. If a girl says that. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I heard that shit, I was scared. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, the fuck is your fantasy? Especially if you're someone in a public eye. It could, like, ruin everything you've built. Right. Right. Bro, what? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on with, like, the girl psyche to want that. I feel like... <laughs> Maybe the idea Bruh, people of people got like, kinks, right? Maybe the idea of like rough sex, but like 
being raped like rough, bro rough. yeah but like being raped like it's something that you don't want but you're being forced to do i don't think they realize that you know what i mean yeah maybe I, they did have rough sex there and they were like you know what this is not enough i need more but i don't <laughs> i don't know bro i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know either i i can't understand that psychology or but if, that if philosophy it, but if he has it's... transcripts of her saying that, like, um, that I I want to be raped, then I think it's almost like it's a very cut and clear case. But at the same time, it's like she's saying that, but also doesn't necessarily mean that she wants that. She just wants something to that extent. And then how do you know that he didn't take it to the next level? Like when she was actually saying right. stop, he didn't stop. Well, know? that's why you should develop a safe word. Yeah, but that even with the safe word, like you're not recording that. So it's like it's a he said, she said thing. Right. But maybe they should have a an agreement. <laughs> I don't know. And that's the other like, thing. It's like, like a written agreement, you know? That's Cause some people like some celebrities are pretty like weird like that. They do have like agreements even for like coming over their house. Right, right, right. And it's like, I don't know, dude. Like I, I, I hope to never really be in that type of world where I literally have to make girls signs NDAs so I can, you never know, man. Sometimes just, like there's so many people out there to get you and you have to protect yourself. Yeah, but damn, that just, I feel like that takes, like, the connection out of it, you know? Like, I don't know. I agree. I absolutely, but, bro, it comes to a point in time where you're in a certain category where you cannot even have those types of connections. Yeah, I guess. Like, a Michael Jackson's, Michael Jackson, for instance, like, bro, he can't have a normal life. I'm sorry, but he's Michael fucking Jackson. Yeah. You know, certain certain things just can't be possible. Which same with Justin Bieber, Beyonce, like these people don't have normal lives, and they need to take precautions in order to, you know, not ruin their whole career, because their career is who they are. Scary, bro. Honestly, very. But yeah, I think that's all the time we have for today's podcast, bro. Okay. All right. All right. You cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool. Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Uh Uh-Oh Podcast with Nick and Marty. If you enjoyed this podcast, please show us love and uh, hit that link in the description if you want to contribute to a monthly donation. Um, I love you guys and follow us on the gram. Anything else, Nick? Deuces. Peace out, guys. See you guys next week.